This is Real Love Now, a ministry outreach of Pastor Don Allen in the Church at War Hill. As with every aspect of our ministry, the purpose of this broadcast is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him and His children, and discover your destiny now. Here's the message from Pastor Don Allen. Psalms chapter number 5. Psalms chapter number 5. How many of you got this one figured out already? Line of defense. Anybody? Blows my mind. Some of you will, I'll put a title out and a couple of you will send me what I'm going to preach about that night. Come on now. And God's good and faithful. But at line of defense, Psalms chapter 5, verse number 1 and 2. Father, before I begin bringing in this word tonight, I ask you, Lord, that you'll open our hearts. Lord, I lift my hands in a a receiving position to say, Lord, speak to our lives. Let something that spoke to me today uh, speak into them. Father, uh, and Lord, any who are listening, any who are watching, those uh, watching via our television broadcast, thank you, Lord, they're joining us on this rare occasion in the evening here, Father, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right, it reads like this, listen to my words. Hmm. You ever had said, listen to me? Listen to my words, Lord. I want you to hear my words. But then he makes another interesting statement. There are times, basically, when I can't even speak. Consider my sigh. Consider when I sigh. You ever been there? When your words are gone, and all you have left is a Pay attention to the sound of my cry, my King and my God, for I pray to you. The other evening, we were heading out to dinner and, and we invited uh, the, you know, the children to come along. And uh, we get to the restaurant, you know, have the new queue systems you have to get to and keep you so far away from everybody. And it's not really working too well, but we're in our queue and and... And, and, and finally, the last member of the family to arrive, uh, uh gets there, members of the family. And, uh, uh, it's, it's Bethany and Jonah Adams at work. And, and it's Bethany and Jonah. And my, Jonah's my grandson, in case you, I haven't talked about him enough already. Uh, they get there and I see Jonah. He is, he's not really walking and he's not shuffling. He's more marching. And he marches right by everybody, climbs up in my lap as I'm seated, climbs up in my lap, throws his head on my shoulder, buries his face in the corner of my neck, and these are his words. Papa, somebody woke your baby up. I said, they did. I didn't have the heart to tell him I was the one who instigated the invitation. It seemed he was still napping when we sent out the invitation, and he was not happy at all about being awakened. At all. So, he had only one person to blame, that was his mother who did the awakening. And so he, I don't know, in his little mind, he thought, who is the only person that can discipline mom? For the crime of waking me up. So what did I do? I cradled him 
and I gave him exactly what he wanted. What do you mean waking this baby up? And he had little idea what was in store for him because not only did they have the meal he wanted there, they also had the gift shop that he demanded certain items from and Papa struggled saying no. You see, he was just moments from blessing, but he was so busy being overcome with the frustration and not knowing how to word what he was trying to say and what he was feeling that in his mind, he couldn't see the opportunities in front of him. All he could see was how he had been wrong. And I know that I'm not preaching to this crowd tonight. But before we see how much we have in common with a three-year-old, let me remind you of something I alluded to on Sunday morning. God cradles us and sings over us. God is singing over us. He's cradling us in His arms, holding us, caring for us. As a matter of fact, Psalms 32 and 7 makes this very specific with what kind of songs he is allowing to be sung over us. He says, you, for you are my hiding place. You protect me from trouble. You surround me, watch this now, with songs of victory. You surround me with songs of victory. You see, when life seems to be overcoming, what do you do? You need to learn to run to the Father. You need to learn that His songs, that when you get to Him, those songs will begin to flood your soul because they already are flooding the atmosphere around you. He is surrounding you with songs of victory. He's not singing your defeat. He's singing hope into the atmosphere around you. He's charging the atmosphere to cause you to be able to step into victory. But the problem is this. The problem is that you don't understand the power of his songs yet. But stay with me just a moment. Because these songs are literally forming a sonic shield around you. The songs of victory of the Lord are powerful enough to break bondages off of you. The songs of victory of the Lord, they will help you overcome any addiction and they can solve any problem because, watch this, the Lord is not singing of your bondage. He's not singing of your defeat. He's singing of your victory. And when you learn that He's got this all around you already, instead of reaching the place that you're so overcome that you don't know how to fight anymore, what you have to do is learn to change the tuner of your life. Now, excuse this, it's going to sound like a shameless uh, a plug for the radio station, but you've got to learn to tune into victory. Come on now. You've got to learn to change the tuner of your life to the victory that is all in the atmosphere around you. 
And as you change, my goodness, I feel the Holy Spirit. I'm trying to behave tonight, but I want you to understand what I feel. When you learn to change the tuner, have you ever been somewhere and you get out of maybe Victory Signal and you're looking for something and as you're looking through the tuner, you come up to something and a song just catches your ear and it's something maybe back from your past life days and you stop there for a minute and yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I've always told you the song that can grab hold of my spirit is the eye of the tiger. If I'm somewhere and I'm flipping through that thing, the eye of the tiger, I have, I don't know how many times I've imagined what's going to happen to me someday. I'm just, you know, you know what I'm saying? And I'm seeing Rocky going at it, you know, and I'm all, all excited and, 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 and I'll look down and, and y'all, do you, you honestly don't believe them when they tell you, but my, my nickname is Turtle. Because when I drive, I'd never get in a real hurry. Uh, you don't have to say it's true. But I don't get in a real hurry. I take my time. I leave early enough to get there without any stress. I, I, I just, I, I, I've got a lot to do when I get there, so I want, I want to just flow with that, okay? And so I'm just taking my time. But when the Eye of the Tiger song comes on, I'm telling you, I'll look down, I'll be going 105 down the road, and I, I'm going, and I'm like, I'm like, you got to get this off the radio station because I don't know how many times I went, whoo, and just to look down and it has taken me back to the wrong place. You see, many times in your life, you don't understand that the songs that you've been listening to, that you've been tuned to, have, that are in the airwaves. There, listen, there's all kind of songs in the airwaves around us right now. If you had the right tuner and the right equipment, you could pull out an old radio and you could pick up some, 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 somebody done me wrong songs. You could pick up all kind of problem and troubles and I, I don't know how long you have to listen to a certain stations to hear and I'm going to drown this problem away. How many of you realize that you can't drown the problem away? The problem is it tries to drown you away. Now watch this. This is being emitted in the frequencies around us and we have to determine to choose what we want to hear. And here's what I want you to get. I want everybody to say this word with me. Apple. All right, most of you said apple with a good southern draw. All right, apple, come on now. Because you speak what you hear. Your development occurs as you listen to your parents. And when you listen to your parents and those around you, and the, the, the television in front of you, you will speak. They, they said they had a problem in our preschoolers because our preschoolers were all speaking British English because of the little pig cartoon they were all watching. Because they speak what you hear. I don't know if you get the, the power of that yet. But many of your problems have manifested in your life, and I feel the Holy Spirit, because you have reproduced what you have heard. All you've ever heard is this is the way we do it in our family. And some bondage or racism or struggles have taken a hold of you, and they've got a hold in your soul, and all you know how to do is reproduce what you've heard. You've been cussed to the point that you don't know how not to curse somebody out. Because you reproduce what you hear. 
And what you've got to begin to understand, am I making sense tonight? What you've got to begin to understand, I don't care how many people told you you're going to be a loser and end up just like uncle so-and-so or cousin so-and-so, or you're going to spend your life in jail, or you're destined for a divorce, or, or all these different things that happen. You need to listen to what I've come to tell you tonight. You need to stop listening to the wrong voices that are trying to dictate who you are, because that's what's producing the life that you're living, and you need to start listening to the songs of the Lord that surrounds you, that sing of your victory and your overcoming and your deliverance that comes through Christ. And instead of tuning into the, oh, woe is me song, you need to tune into, I am more than a conqueror through Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. God is good. You got to change the tuner. You got to get on the right place. And when you learn to hear the father's songs of victory, it can and will produce a climate of victory in your life. I'm telling you, there's nothing to tune into like victory. And come on. The listeners all out there are going, wow, he's working hard tonight. No, I'm telling you from somebody that's had to drive across the country many times in the last few years, when I get out of the signal range and before I had enough data to be able to pull it up on, on my phone, I, I literally would flip through the channels and I'd be looking for something to feed my soul because I'm used to an atmosphere of worship. I'm used to the songs of victory filling my car and I could only handle just a few moments of those old 80 rock ballads. Come on now. Because I start getting depressed because I'm thinking about how much I've changed since then and how much I've really changed since since I was in the front of those concerts with that hair, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, Lord, help me, Jesus. Come on now. But I keep turning, and then over here, and it's like, you're going to run off on your spouse. And over here, you're going to do this. And over, and I'm like, no, 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 no. I need an atmosphere in the car. I need an atmosphere that will change it. And if I can't find the right song, then I want to find somebody declaring the right word over my life. Because you will, you mark my words, you will reproduce what you hear. And it's time to change what you hear. It's time for a shifting in your life. You see, stop hiding from God. And you need to start hiding in God. See, most of us are afraid of what He sings over us. But there is no bad word for you that has ever proceeded from the mouth of God. Every word He's ever spoken over you Spoken in love. Spoken in hope. Spoken in peace and deliverance. My goodness, I feel the Holy Spirit. And why don't you just thank God for loving you the way He has. Amen. <laughs> Lord, we exalt you. We magnify your holy name. You see, sometimes you gotta climb up into His lap. You know how you're gonna do that? Through worship. You're gonna climb up into His lap through worship. And you gotta bury your head and just listen. See, think of these songs as your first line of defense. What God is singing around you is the first line of defense to help you grow strong. To cause the attacks of the enemy to be thwarted. Why did I say to that man, have you yet received the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Because I knew that if he had Christ as his Savior, he needed the power of the Holy Spirit because when he was weak, 
then he could become strong through the working of the Holy Spirit in his life. Those are the ones that make it. I've been here a long time. I've grown up in things of God. I heard somebody say it real well last evening. They said, I went to church nine months before I was born. Come on now, amen. But that's a good way to look at things. But then on the other side of things, I want you to understand what I'm trying to say to you. Very carefully. The ones who allow the Holy Spirit to rule. I'm not saying act like everybody else. I'm saying you let him work in you. Those are the ones who make it. Those are the ones who overcome. Listen to me. I want you to think of these songs as your first line of defense and then the intercession of the Holy Spirit that's in you as your second line of defense. When you don't have a clue which way to turn, let down your guard and let the Holy Spirit take over. Lord, I don't know what to do anymore. I don't know how to fight anymore. Let the Holy Spirit begin to fight. I don't even know what to pray anymore. Let the Holy Spirit begin to pray. He will pray through you in, in utterances that you don't even know. You'll pray things that you don't even understand why you're praying them. It'll just come to you to start praying. I'll just start praying for somebody. And just, they'll just be on my heart. And I'll just, I'm like, why in the world am I praying for them? And then boom, and I'll get a call and they go, so-and-so was rushed into surgery. Let the Holy Spirit speak and take over your life. Would you join me and say tonight, Holy Spirit, take over my life. You see, it's where you don't surrender to Him is where you're struggling most. The third line of defense is that Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father, interceding for us. So we have the Father singing victory over us. We have the Holy Spirit singing out from within us. And we have Jesus constantly reminding the Father, they're yours. They're covered in the blood. They're, they belong to you. They're children of the King. As he intercedes for you. Actually, it's even further than that. That word there is he, he takes a jurist approach over you. He reminds the judge of the satisfied, my goodness. The satisfied, you don't have to worry about somebody chasing you down with a warrant of sin once Jesus has washed you clean. Romans chapter 8, 34 says, Who will then condemn us? No one for Christ. Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us. If you've been self, self-condemning, let me just stay with me a minute. Many will never live, live in victory because they don't line up behind our God-given defense. Some can never get past Jesus on the cross. You've got to begin to realize Jesus is not on the cross anymore. He settled it, and now he is seated. The only thing still on the cross, according to Colossians 2.14, having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us, he has taken it away, nailing it, your sins, nailing your sins to the cross. The only thing nailed to the cross is our sin today. Jesus is the lie. If God's singing, I believe he gets up and dances. Let's look back at our text for just a moment. Consider 
my sight. Consider my sight. To sigh means to emit a long, deep, audible breath expressing sadness, relief, tiredness, or a similar feeling. To sigh. So in other words, I want you to get this. When we have no other words, listen to us. When we have no other words, then the power of God's word takes over. Okay? All right. What did Job do when he lost everything? Imagine this moment for just a minute. Job's sitting there, and all of a sudden they come in and they say, Job, they've stolen all your camels. Job, they've stolen all your, all your sheep. Job, they've stolen all your donkeys. And he's like, is anybody else going to come in? And then they've done this, and this has happened. And then, and all your children are dead. And your wife wants you dead. Can you imagine what Job sounded like every time one of them came to the door? I would have been afraid. I'd said, lock the door. He has no words. But when he lost everything and the sigh had occurred, what did he do? He fell to the ground and he worshipped. The only way to make it is to give God sacrifice. Praise. You see, we don't like that word sacrifice, but that means I have to put something on the altar. What did we hear in here the other night when the young man prayed? He said, when you put it on the altar, there were hooks there to tie it to the altar, so it was harder to get it off the altar than it was to put it on the altar. But you get it up on that altar and you leave it there. You leave it there. Listen to me. If all you can hear is condemnation when you start singing, if your worship, listen to what I'm saying very carefully. I sent this out to many, many of our, our pastor uh, teams among the Warhill campuses today. If your worship is based on your performance, you're not really worshiping God anyway. If you worship God in this place based on whether or not you feel worthy to worship Him or not this week, because whether or not you had a good week or a bad week, or you slipped up, or you had a bad thought, or you did, if you couldn't worship God because of that, let me just be very, very plain. You weren't really worshiping God. You were, you were, we were, you were focused on a form of self-worship. Because when I come into the building and I feel like I'm a champion, I go, woo, I'm a champion tonight and I can worship God. But you see, I'm not really worshiping God then because I'm worshiping the fact that I overcome. But why don't we worship the one who overcame not only sin, but death, hell, and the grave for you and I? Because he is worthy in spite of where we are. Amen. Because true worship is not based on what you can do, but it's rather on what God can do. And can I tell you what my God can do? Anything that he puts his heart to. He can't lie and he can't back up on his word, but when he puts his heart to something, he can rescue you no matter how deep the dungeon, no matter how far away you may seem, and no matter how strong the stranglehold of the devil may be on your life, my God is able. Let me say it again. My God is able. My God can do all that he said he would do. Amen. What why don't you give that kind of God a praise tonight, amen? Amen. Let me give you a few quick points to consider about worship. If you worship God only when you feel like worshiping, and I know I'm reading fast, but I want you to get this, okay? 
If you could write this down fast, or, or maybe we could supply it uh, on our social media pages. If you worship God only when you feel like worshiping, you will worship less and less. Because it's what happens when you keep going. My goodness, I feel the whole ghost. If you worship God only when you feel like worshiping, you will worship less and less. Praise enables you to turn loose of the pain. And this one has been stuck with me all day long. When we worship, you need to sing like you believe it until you do. You keep singing it until you know it's true. You sing like you believe it until you do. Uh, this came from somebody that speaks into my life. We don't make admissions of faith. We make professions of faith. You can't really take your faith and pull it into my life, but I can see your faith and I can begin to proclaim that faith. We don't make admissions of faith. We make professions. Oh, no, 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 you're never going to make it. You Just watch me. Oh, you're never going to overcome. Watch me. Your, your family's destined to be like every other family for generations in your family. Really? Wait until you see what God has done in this generation. You see, I'm not worried about my ancestry. I'm worried about pleasing the one who called me his child and he adopted me by grace and he brought me into a new life. But dear, yesterday, look, yesterday, I cannot change yesterday. I don't care how many times they try to tell you to change yesterday. You will never change yesterday. I cannot fix yesterday. But I can make a decision today that's going to carry me into a better place tomorrow because I speak in faith. And no, there may be hard days down the road, but the God who delivered me today is the same God who will deliver me all the rest of my life. You see, you got to begin to speak it into your life. Well, you're going to get out of here and then you're going to go back to... No, 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 no. Matter of fact, can I say that, Lord? And most people have learned, I've said this enough, most people have learned, don't ever do this. You want to make me angry? Have somebody come up and go, Yeah, I saw them. I give them six months for Jesus. I will lay you out right there. I'm serious. I will lay you out. He's going, Pastor Don, if I can't knock you down, I'll sit on you. You will go down. I'm telling you. Don't you discourage somebody. You know what? They may have started and stopped a hundred times, but thanks be to God, the gospel drew them a hundred and one, and we're going to see them go forward like we're going forward. You're here tonight, you're watching, you're listening. I want you to very carefully understand, I believe this was a divine word from the Lord. It was very easy. I could have preached this Sunday, preached what I was supposed to preach Sunday tonight. It made the day a lot easier. Lord began to deal with me about this. Where's your tuner set? What's it set to? 
Woe is me, or greater is he. If you do me one more favor, lift your hands toward him. We worship you. We magnify you. Pastor Don, you don't know how dirty I am. No, no, no. Listen to what I told you. It's not about how dirty or clean you are because all of our, all of our best efforts, the Bible said, are like rags that you use for, for rubbish. But he is worthy. Holy Ghost of the living God. You are holy. You are just and you are good. And your mercy endures. We thank you. And whether we're sighing or we're praising, you still hear us. And you never, ever have changed our song. Or you create songs of victory. I created a song for each of my children. Listen to the congregation. I sang those songs all in their growing up years and occasionally I'll sneak up beside them and sing them again today. God wrote a song for you. And when you start worshiping, He's going to sneak up beside you and start singing back to your song. I can't really give an altar call because I don't really think you, if you don't get it, that it's not individual specific, it's every one of us specific. We must worship Him. Holy. Just one moment more, worship Him. Worship Him. You're holy, Lord. You are good, you are good, you are good. Caught up in your presence. Never Today's word from Pastor Don Allen to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him all over again, and live out your destiny now. To learn more about our pastor and the ministry of the church at Warhill, join us online at warhill.com. Then join us in worship at one of our North Georgia locations. Service times are Sundays at 8:15, 9:30, and 11 a.m., where you will find real love now.